Ask the Podcast Coach for July 1st, 2017. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. We're back, baby. After taking a week off, it's Saturday. It's uh, Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I am uh, Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dot com Today on the show, hey, Anchor, you can do a podcast for free with Anchor. We're also going to talk about uh, comparing yourself to others and how that can really mess your podcast up. And of course, the age-old question, how do you make money with your podcast? I saw that out in a group and I was like, you know, that's a good old standard that we can uh, run over. You might talk a little mic technique and uh, joining me, he's back, the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings. Happy Saturday morning to you, Dave. Good to be back two weeks for me. I took yeah. a week off ahead. You did solo. Thanks for no one filling in for me. And I uh, appreciate uh, uh, the community. It's always good to be back, but it was good to take a couple weeks off. So thanks for having me back. Yeah, I was down in uh, Nashville, down in, uh, I will affectionately refer to it as Cliff Country. Uh, Cliff was down there, Cliff Ravenscraft. And uh, uh, was he taking the same, the same course? He you did. Were? And it was, it's really interesting. People want to know, like, how is Cliff so successful? And what a brilliant strategy. He reached out to the Michael Hyatts and the, the Ray Edwards and the, the Dan Millers. I think he knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody that knew Dan Miller. That's how he got in there. And he got all these guys who are super influential in the blogging world. And he started, I don't know how he got involved with their podcast, but he helped them start a podcast. And now all these people are saying, you got to go to Cliff. So Cliff makes a ton of cash helping people make a podcast. So he was in the VIP group, which meant you paid an extra grand. I don't have that kind of cash sitting around in my couch cushions to uh, sit in the front row. But also then, if you think about it, it makes sense, right? Go where your audience is. He was then sitting in a group of about 10 people who paid a grand to sit in the front row. And he also got snacks uh, and water. And I did not, um, which I thought was a, a bad move. It was my only thing about it. Seems the, a little weird. Yeah, no water, man. Yet and uh, you had to walk down. It was it was a really cool place. It was did this he have, old. Did he had a little scepter too that he walked around with. <laughs> no, some, nothing like that. But you think about tools. it. So so Cliff was hanging out with people who had a thousand dollars to spend on sitting in the front row. Ah. So when he says, "Hey, would you like to take my course for three grand?" They go, oh, "Yeah, I got that right here." Yeah. You know, so where I was, I was sitting in coach, <laughs> shall we say. And then the fun, the fun, the funny thing about it was, um, you know, it was, it was $97. What it was is, is the Ray Edwards Copywriting Academy. White actually paid, he had it like 50% off or something like that a while back. It's not cheap. It's a really good course. And I took it and now it was like, hey, because you took the course, we're having this live event, 97 bucks, three day course. We're going to kind of go over to basically go over the course again, but some extra stuff. And I'm like, 97 bucks, it's in driving distance. I'm there. And at the end, uh, Cliff had convinced Ray to raise the price to two grand. So we're all like, Hey, thanks Cliff. Nice, nice, nice way to quadruple moople the, uh, the price for next year. So that was kind of interesting, but, uh, yeah, that's what people, it's what people will pay. Dude. Yeah, that was I mean, it. If they, if they find value in it and they're willing to separate themselves from their money. Yeah. But I did, I did get to talk to Cliff for a little bit. He is a really nice guy. And uh, you know what? If you can get that kind of cash, by all means, get what you're paid for. Yeah. So um, it was, a, it was Dave, a good time. Uh, Steve's saying you're a little quiet out there in the... I am a little quiet. See if we can... In, in Mixler sure. or the normal world? I think it must be in YouTube. Because, uh, hmm. Yeah, that might be better right there. Check. Let's, let's Steve, let's, let's run with that. Let's do let's this, too. Goes. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, no, you're good. Okay. It's really hard with YouTube. It's really hard to get those levels because YouTube is constantly changing now. Right. So that may have been on Mixler. The, uh, the big news this week was Anchor. And I think my favorite line about this is from my buddy Ray Ortega from the podcasterstudio.com and podcastersroundtable.com. He goes, it's my favorite app that I don't use. Yeah. <laughs> and they came out and they have a thing where they said uh, – Hey, you can make a podcast now and it'll go to iTunes. So I'm like, all right, that's to me, that's an official podcast. Not that you need to be in, in iTunes to have a podcast, but that meant there was a, an RSS feed somehow involved with that. And you can make a, you know, you can make a quote podcast. We'll do air quotes here and send it into a to five minute podcast, right? a five I mean, minute the, podcast. That's their, so they're a little clamorish yeah. from that, from and, that perspective. 
And I think it was Mike Dell that had figured it out that A, they submit the podcast to iTunes for you, he said in air quotes. So they're so nice to do that, which means how are you going to then check your stats when that feature rolls out somewhere towards the end of the year? And they use their email address, some sort of anchor email address. And uh, again, what if iTunes wants to feature your awesome anchor five-minute podcast and they email anchor to say, hey, we'd like to feature you on the front page of, of iTunes? You better hope that anchor finds that and lets you know. And it, right there, as soon as I heard that, A, they submit the podcast to iTunes for you, I didn't hit, need to hear any more. I was like, well, there's something that's a, there's a bad idea waiting to happen. And um, so it's just one of those things. I think we're all, it depends, I guess, you know, so many people want to do this for free and there's nothing wrong with that. Who, who we all want to save money, but I was just like, I don't think, and, and I, I understand, I forget it's been so long because I quit. I played with anchor for a good two weeks and was kind of like, meh. You know, no, it's kind of like a speak pipe. It's kind of cool that you can hear your listeners immediately. Yeah, well, not immediately, but whenever on a time shifted way, get back to you. So I kind of got it was kind of like, you know, I, to me, it was like, here's another channel I'm going to have to check. And I was just like, mm, no, thank you, I guess. And then I know, I think it was a couple months ago, they came out with something with music where you can play music in an anchor. Or something. I thought I saw somebody on Facebook say that. But to me, I was kind of like, yeah. I don't know. So, Jim, have you played with Anchor at all? Yeah, you know, and it, it's actually, it's interesting. Again, I'm going to come at it from a clamor perspective, which okay. is so five minutes. If I have little clips I want to share, Anchor's a pretty good way to share clips. You can upload from uh, YouTube or, uh, what was the other one they had in there? I just I forgot. Um, oh, SoundCloud, uh, your favorite, Dave. But it will automatically grab that audio, pull it into Anchor, and then it will, it has a pretty easy editor that'll allow you to find that five minute clip that you want. And it can be less, but um, it'll allow you to find that five minute and then save it and, and kind of publish it. I had this week, uh, Mike Weger, my co-host, had a really nice little segment where he was just kind of thanking the community for some help that he had, that he had done. So I pulled that segment out, threw it into, and actually I pulled it from YouTube, which was really cool. I just grabbed the YouTube URL pull it in it pulls all the audio in from youtube which is kind of cool they must have the right hmm. access to be able or whatever they're doing some trickery behind the scenes to grab your youtube audio which is kind of interesting and then slice that part out saved it gave it a title and i just shared it on youtube i mean i just shared it on twitter so a good for me i was thinking okay yeah i'm not going to put my podcast there that's silly right you wouldn't you wouldn't do that that's the wrong tool for the wrong job or for the yeah for the wrong job but for clamor like sharing, I think this is and too bad. And like you said, if you could get instant feedback and create that community, you know, that community involvement, yeah, that's a great tool for that. I haven't tried that part yet, so I'll have to kind of work on that. See, now you got me thinking I need to go back and play with it again. So it's because you mentioned clamor. If you haven't heard, tomorrow, today is really the last day. If you have anything, clamor again, C L A M M R is uh it was a cool service. It was integrated with the Libsyn player, it was integrated with PowerPress. I, it's one of those things, I don't want to say anything bad about the guys, because I really like David Silverman. I thought he was a great guy. And um, Paris, I think was the guy's, the developer's guy name. Super nice guys. I think they built it hoping they were going to get purchased by somebody. And instead, everybody else, NPR and a couple other, they, they kept making Clamor-like tools. And so consequently, it's going out of business as of tomorrow, which is... Um, Kind of sad and kind of like, well, it's one of those things, again, how do you have a company that's free if you're not charging for anything and bandwidth isn't free and storage isn't free? And so. Well, they went they went a lot longer than our friends at Blab did. Yeah. You know, I mean, they really stuck it out and tried to make a tried to make a run at it. You know, it, it's social sharing and that's a tough that's a, a tough business to be in. And. Yeah. You know, it's just a little bit of work. We we actually tried to use Clamor in our uh, enterprise environment at Gallup to to see if we could get short little snippets. And in theory, you think that should work. I'm just not sure how much it did. Like, I don't know if there's any other reason to be over at Clamor except for that. And, I, you know, those short little clips being shared on Facebook was probably the best way to make, the, you know, something like that work. But yeah. then how do you monetize that? The one thing that... 
it's one it's easy to armchair quarterback something that's not yours, of course. Totally. As I could see how many plays I got. Like I could see that okay, this clamor got, you know, ninety plays. What I couldn't see is how many times somebody said, I want to hear the rest of this. Like how many times were was it directing people back to my website or whatever? Now you could go into your lips and stats and I could see and it was always minuscule. And that's something to me Maybe that's why they didn't show that number. But I, to me, if they could have proven your value, like, hey, 90 people listen to this, you know, 100 people listen to this, three people click through to hear the rest of the file, then you're now proving your value. Kind of like, you know, to me, I always, I, I should, it's, it's something in my head now. I'm, I've been telling myself that people should start at the end of your podcast, maybe doing a quick one minute summary to let people know, hey, you know what? I just delivered value in case you missed it. You know, almost like a Jerry Springer. What did we learn today kind of thing? And if they could have done something like that to say, here's here's what you're getting by using the service. And then I don't know if, you know, I, I have yet to play with, I think it's Wave. There's some sort of clamor type thing that makes a cool little graphic and blah, blah, blah. I don't think it's free, though. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I would have paid for clamor. Maybe that's why they didn't even try. But um, Well, I just, you know, the value from that. Whoops, hold on one second. I just started shoot. Keep talking, <laughs> Sorry. Well, the other thing I should say, uh, thank you to uh, Kale Nelson. I'm wearing my Ham Radio 360 shirt. So, uh, Kale, and I also got a bunch of, uh, he sent me a whole swag thing. So did Jason Bryant from Matt Talk Online. Um, so I'm, I'm my whole closet has gone from concert t-shirts now to nothing but podcast swag. So well, you, you know, you're in the community when you've gotten, you know, you've made that switch over. You, you know, there's a biblical principle, right? Your your heart is where your money is, something like that. Maybe that's the podcasting principle, right? Or your heart is where your the, the t-shirts that you wear. That's so it. you know, you're you you're all in on the on the, on the podcasting community, Dave. So it makes sense you're wearing podcasting shirts. I sound muted. They say. I don't know why that I can I can eat you the mic. You sound fine to me. Yeah, I'm like. No, you sound fine and, to me, and, which, and, which and may t- or may not matter. I mean, for the ultimate recording, it might matter, but it, I guess it depends how we're running. Yeah, and, and I'm looking at my meters. I'm just as loud as you are in my recorder. Yeah, so, and the recorder is taking what you hear on YouTube is what comes out of the mixer. It's really weird. So, that's always fun. Yeah, Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast. Wave is W A V V E. Oh, of course. You know, so that's uh, if you want to play with that. So that's kind of fun. And well, um, Dave, to, to just circle back around, sorry, I got I I was posting right. a an anchor as we were talking, and of course <laughs> that kicked off the anchor. And then I all I could hear was the uh was the voice and I couldn't hear you. So be careful what you do when you're doing a podcast. But um, you know, I, I think it's worth a look, this anchor. I I would I would caution doing your podcasting there. That's not really yeah. the best. But take advantage of some of the other capabilities that are there. Give it a good, give it a good shot. Yeah, it's a promotional tool. So, all right. Uh, speaking of Kale Nelson, uh, he sent me a thing. You never know who's listening. So this is an email that he got. Hi, Kale. I enjoy your podcast and believe you can help us publicize a special event with the amateur radio cl- clubs at, you ready for this? NASA. At NASA. Uh that we're going to be participating in. I'm sure that featuring winter field day and the 13 colonies event helped get the word out about those events. And we'd love to get those exposure with your podcast efforts. Uh, there's no rush, blah, blah, blah. I'm delighted to talk with you and your listeners about this event. So it's basically somebody kind of inviting themselves, I think onto Kale's show, but sure enough, Dr. Whatever the person's name is uh, space environments team lead NASA. So you never know who is listening to your podcast. I thought it was kind of uh, interesting. And uh, being that this kind of ties in today that we're uh, apparently not, I'm not sounding great at the moment. Don't, uh, don't sweat that, Dave, because you sound, I just logged into the page and you sound fine. So if you're having trouble hearing Dave, just refresh real quick and let's see if that fixes it. Yeah. Maybe you got something weird with YouTube in the very beginning and let's see if that fixes it. But I'm on your page right now, watching it, listening to it. It sounds fine. So let's not get distracted. (laughs) Uh, Sharon says, are there any guides to improving your mic technique? Specifically, I have problems with audible, uh, audible swallowing. So the whole kind of noise 
or needing to take weird breaths in what I'm saying in order to swallow or make weird noises after swallowing. So apparently a lot of swallowing issues going on here. I've noticed that people trained in radio don't seem to do this, even on non-edited or live shows. They must have learned some tips or tricks, and I would love to learn. Well, number one, I've already learned something this morning is where I have my microphone. If I'm looking at Jim, my microphone is kind of pointed across me like normal. But when I read now, unfortunately, I'm reading directly into the microphone. So I'm really nervous about having popping peas like I just did uh, because I'm it's, it's almost I need to almost read like this if I'm going to go across the, the microphone. So for me, I've always said to work on mic technique, say what you're doing. So if you're saying I'm talking directly into the microphone, now I'm about three o'clock to the microphone. Just try that, move it around. And in terms of swallowing noises, I don't know. To me, I think it was, I was at uh, in Nashville. I got to go to uh, David Hooper. He does the, the Red Podcast. Super nice guy. He has a dog. I felt so bad. It's blind and deaf, I think, or something. It might just be blind. It was old. It was a very old dog and uh, sweetheart of this little puppy. And he had turned in a walk-in closet into a studio. It was so cool. The whole thing is just wall-to-wall, acoustic foam. And because it's the Red Podcast, he had red and black squares. It just looked really, really cool. And we were talking about that. And he said in radio, it's usually a three-finger rule. So if you're three fingers away from the microphone, which I'm not. Today, I'm about six. I keep leaning back in my chair. Um, If you could see it, I have a lot. I have an extra table behind me when I do the show. I'm a well, little it's, scrunched. It's all about practice, practice, practice too, right? That's you, it. You've got to try your audio, see how it sounds, then then record it, listen, record again, figure out where the right spot is, figure out where the right spot for you is in your studio, you know, uh, because that can make a difference too. Uh, the room you're in makes a difference. I've, I've podcasted from many a different rooms and that, and that all, that all makes a difference. So it, it just takes a little bit of practice to to kind of turn it on and go is probably a big mistake. You you really need to get some practice time. Yeah. And it, it's like anything else. The more you do it, the better you'll be at it. Mm-hmm. And I also wonder if Sharon is listening through what I refer to as podcaster ears, because we are hyper, hyper sensitive to anybody going or whatever, any kind of mouth noise. I think we amplify that by 300% where the average person wouldn't even notice it because as humans, we're allowed to breathe. We're allowed. I mean, I think sometimes we just get a little too hypersensitive on that. And then I thought, well, mouth noises are are tough. They are tough. I I listened to a podcaster who, (laughs) I don't know why he does this, but he will not edit out his coughs. Mm. And he, and I've asked him a couple times, like, you know, it might, it might be smart just if you're going to cough, just push your push your mute button for a second, cough. Or you can see that cough in your WAV file when you're done. You know, it's it's pretty easy to see, but he doesn't. And the, the material is so good, I kind of forgive it. I still listen every single week. And I think for a lot of people, they would have ditched it by now. But that is, you know, it's interesting. His his material is so good, I don't I don't quit. But yeah. those those mouth noises, those coughs, those you know, whatever, uh, that it, it, for some, for some people listening, that can be a really, that can be a showstopper. Yeah. I listen to marketing school. It's uh, Neil Patel, who's this super marketing guru and Eric Sue and Eric Sue. I actually offered, in fact, I did, I sent them a microphone because he's a guy that has the blue Yeti on the wrong setting in the middle of a table. And they have this professional intro. Welcome to marketing school. They're quick tip, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and then Eric comes on and he's in the bathroom. And Neil has a 2100 and he's not. And it's the same thing. I've almost unsubscribed from that because it's weird. I'm sure level-wise, they're the same exact audio level, but because Neil has all this built-in reverb, it, it sounds like he's not loud enough. And I've almost, it's one of those things where I'm I'm really happy because they'll, they'll throw out a tool that they're using or something like that. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. But if it's not an episode that I get something out of, I'm like, oh, why am I listening to this show? Because I always, I'm always just slightly perturbed. Again, listening through the ears of a podcaster. Yeah, no, right on. It, it, we are definitely very, very critical. And uh, we've been at Gallup. We've been uh, switching. You know, we used to send ATR 2100s to all our guests to get the really best possible sound that we could. What we're finding is one the earbuds that come with the newest iPhone or Android device are is actually really, really good. And so in a pinch, that works pretty well. 
too, we've started deploying headsets, Skype headsets out to all of our employees. And I just say, use those headsets. They're really, and they're not, they're not terribly expensive. They're, they have a really good mic in them. And so we've quit even internally. We've kind of quit sending mics around just because the gear that's coming with most people's newer office equipment is so good. So it's a big change. I've, I'm probably saving hundreds, maybe even thousands of dollars in shipping now just by using that equipment. And we test that first. So, we, you know, we call them and say, hey, how's this sound? And if it's good enough, we just run with it rather than, you know, shipping them a mic. Yeah, the key with a headset is proper placement of that mic. Because yeah, it's got to get it down on the chin. Yeah, either either the chin or point it up by your nose, above your nose, because otherwise you get the breathing thing going on. It's always a, a tricky one with this. Yeah. Um, and but, then, but the the new Skype, like so, a lot of organizations are buying the new Ready for Skype. You know, because there's a lot of businesses that are using Skype for business, mm-hmm. and the new Ready for Skype equipment is Dave is actually really really good. And uh, yeah, it's not going to, it's not going to have the depth of sound. It's not going to have the bass that's in there. It's not going to have those, but it's a whole lot better than a microphone on your laptop. I mean, that's terrible. I recorded Cliff doing the Bob Barker with my phone. I just, I I talked to it like this and stuck it under his chin when he talked and there was a lot of background noise, but it was still usable, right? It wasn't something I would want to have a whole show like that, but it was definitely usable. So and, and again, like everything else we just mentioned, practice, practice, practice. You know, find the best place for it, get the best sound. And uh, as long as your sound, I've always said, as long as your sound isn't distracting, if it's not, you know, if I start having to pay attention to how you're saying something as opposed to what you're saying, uh, then we've got a problem. So uh, this is, I thought, an interesting thing. This is something I, I think, because there really are kind of a, a few different, you know, schools of thought on podcasting. Some people... It's just a hobby. I want to hang out with my buddies, pop a few brews, and have some fun and, and talk about stuff we love. And then other people are doing it for their business. It's a marketing arm, and they're they're making money with it. And I think this is sometimes a problem because Brandy answered or threw in this question, how do you personally gauge podcast success, especially if you aren't trying to make money as a podcaster? I'm trying to set some clear goals for myself. But every time I get stuck on what a successful podcast would look like, I don't want to focus on any vanity metrics. How do you or will you know when you, and she put in air quotes here, made it? How have you made it if if it's not money and downloads? And so for me... I say, well, there are other ways to, to measure it. If it comments from, from your audience, if you're getting any, that's kind of good. Um, and then the other one that I think a lot of people overlook, uh, you're going to hear this week on the School of Podcasting. I interviewed the guy who does a show called Sleep With Me, and it's not what you think. It's a show designed to put you to sleep. It's a very niche podcast. And one of the reasons this guy does it is he wants to help. He's a guy that that had a problem falling asleep, and I don't know if he still does or not. So he knows what it's like, the misery of not being able to fall asleep, and he wants to help people who have that problem. And so when he says, when he gets somebody that emails him and says, you know, you're you're saving me, you know, all this, I don't have to have this machine, I don't have this and that, that's really putting gas in in his tank. And he said, and the other thing is, it's kind of fun. And he was in that, you'll kind of hear in the interview, he's a little bit in that boat. It's like, yeah, but I'm not, he does have sponsors, which I think is hilarious, because as you might imagine, um, he has to put all of his sponsors up front, because midway through the episode. Yeah, they're, gone. they're, they're out. Yeah. It's, a, it's an unusual situation. Yeah. So I always kind of, I think maybe, people. Maybe subliminal there would be good. <laughs> like, you know, get them asleep and then suggestive right. marketing. Yeah. Um. So for me, I don't know, Jim, does podcasting make you happy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it. And I, I you know, I do it all hours of the day and night at work. Um, you know, we, we do it middle of the night here. No, I love doing it. And for me, it's a connection. Like I get to connect with and market to and work with a whole bunch of people around the world, which is really, really cool. And so that alone is worth it. But then I get emails and, you know, I get, we do a conference once a year and and I get to talk to all the listeners and it's just a blast. I mean, that is the most fun. um, That's the most fun I think you can have in podcasting. This clip that I was trying to, in Anchor, that I just put in Anchor that I was testing is actually my co-host 
from Thursday night saying, hey, I just want to tell you guys are the greatest community ever. And here is why. Like we had a listener ship $500 worth of hard drives to Mike to use in a server he had bought on eBay. Nice. Yeah. That's and they were they were older drives and they they were being you know they were being it's not like the user the listener went and bought them and then shipped them to him it was it was like hey we're pulling these out of older systems do you want them and he just shipped them to him well that's pretty cool like I mean that is a really cool um, uh, kind of measure of your engagement in your audience I've had people ship me equipment or I, I bought a, I bought a new server years ago and somebody had a bunch of extra RAM and it just showed up in the mail you know. And you're like, oh, that's really cool. So, yeah, I think, you know, it's different for everybody. It's the same for most of us. We're looking for gratification through, through um, you know, this positive affirmation of what we do. That's really what we're looking for. We want people to say thank you or that was really cool or you helped me out or some of those kinds of things. At the end of the day, I think that's what most of us, Dave, are looking for. There, there are some hardcore ones that it is about the money and they're only successful if they're making a living off of it. And, but that's okay. If that's what, if that's what they've come to do, but right. I just love, I, I love community. Yeah. That's what I love doing. Well, I, I know Todd Cochran from uh, geek news central. And of course the guy behind blueberry, his wife said, you got two years to make this work. You know, so his goal right out of the, you know, was to make money. And he knew that, but I was, I think that's the problem is people, number one, it's hard to compare. We are apples and oranges. So to compare a weight loss show to a chameleon breeding show was not fair because the chameleon breeding guy is never going to have thousands of downloads per episode where a weight loss show, 60% of Americans can just dive into that wholeheartedly. So I don't think it's fair. And I think we, we, when you start comparing yourself to others, to me, podcasting should be like golf, Right, golf. You're as good as your last hole or your last game or whatever. You're so you're good as your last episode, and uh, you're only really competing against yourself. And uh, when we when we start comparing ourselves to others, I think that's that's really, I don't know. I don't know if that's a, a good practice to get in. It is a good chip on your shoulder, though. I mean, I think we we do need motivations to continue to be better at the craft. And so I, I do think I don't want to get too far away. Like, oh, you're an island, and it doesn't matter. Right. I mean, y- yes, it does. That's the case, but. But I get a little competitive sometimes, and that's not that's not a bad thing. I mean, I got my buddy Mike Howard, and we always work. We always compare YouTube subscriber stats, or we, you know, like uh, who's got more subscribers. And he, man, he caught fire. He, we were in a race to a thousand, and he took off, and I think he's near ten thousand. I just crossed a thousand, so he crushed me. But I like that kind of competition. And I like kind of, you know, I, I, I need something to kind of keep driving me like, okay, I guess I could do a little bit better. That's not bad either. So just not comparing yourself to anyone. Uh, you, you know, know? What? you're right. Now yeah. to think about it, I'm like, because now you said, I'm like, you know what? Because I know Daniel right now is playing with the, I forget the new mixer recorder thing. And I, I contacted him a while ago. So like, hey, can I get one of those to play with? And they're like, yeah, we're kind of behind, you know. So the fact that Daniel has one, I'm like, oh, how do you get one first? So right. it is, it's a friendly competition. Well, uh, but when you can, when you can use that motivation, when it doesn't turn to bitterness, but right. when it turns to to being better, I, I think that's what makes us better, right? And, and it's a, we have an award at work that uh, my partner and I, a recruiting partner, were trying to, to trying to win, and for like three or four years we couldn't get it, and then we finally did, and. Afterwards, it was like, oh, well, like, what do we do now? <laughs> you know, uh, we got it. Okay, well, I guess we won't do, you know, it, it, it was, it almost, it was almost demotivating and it wasn't, it was great to get the award. Don't get me wrong, but it was uh, for, for me for so long, I'd use it as a chip on my shoulder to kind of drive me to kind of motivate me. You know, what, what motivates me to wake up every Saturday morning, Dave, there's plenty of things you and I could both be doing on Saturday morning at 9.30 Eastern, right? Then, or yeah, 10.30. No, 10.30 Eastern, 9.30 Central. Um, but we do this for the community, and there's a little bit of a drive for me, and this is, I think, we we hopefully, we're making a difference and adding to the community. And and I've had plenty of people now come listen to my podcast because they've heard me on Ask the Podcast Coach. And I show up on things or I get recognized on things because, like, oh, yeah, I was, um, I got an email from somebody the other day and, and, I forget what it was all about, but 
I, I mentioned something like, oh, yeah, I listen. Oh, that's right. I listened to you on Ask the Podcast Coach. Well, that's, you know, that's kind of what we're looking for, right? Is that little, yeah. a little bit of recognition? Well, and for me, if I ever have somebody go, you know, blah, 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 can I do consulting? And I'm like, yeah, here's my fee. Sign up there and they go, ooh, it's a little out of my budget. I'm like, okay, well, if you're awake on Saturday mornings, you can ask me that yeah. for free. Come on out. Oh, speaking of that, if you want to join us, askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. You can pop in here and uh, ask your question live. Of course, we also have a uh, chat room going out at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. So if we flip to the other side of the spectrum, our, our old time favorite question, of course, which is who here makes money with their podcast and how did you do it? This is from uh, Shauna May. And my answer to this is first, and I think most people want to skip this one, you have to have an audience. You monetize. Your, I had somebody this week ask me this question via email, and I, and I went in and looked. They had 25 downloads per episode. And unless you're hyper, uber, super, just incredibly niche, it's hard to monetize 25 uh, downloads an episode. And I said, so it might take a year or two. It depends on your your genre, your content, things like that. It may not take long, but if you have 50 downloads per episode after 30 days, and again, you're not super hyper uber niche, uh, you might want to focus on being good instead of being rich. But here, it, it really does. It boils down to this. You're going to either sell your stuff, so membership site, um, consulting, books, whatever it is you're doing. You're going to sell other people's stuff, such as affiliate sales. By the way, if you're using an Amazon A store, which I am, um, they're canceling those and giving you almost no alternative, which I was not happy to see. Uh, so sell your stuff, sell other people's stuff. There's the donation slash Patreon kind of model, uh, advertising and all for the record, that automated advertising that people are doing from what I've seen is paying almost nothing like pennies per download. Um, you get paid in opportunities. It's hard to pay for groceries with opportunities, but those opportunities might lead to things that pay. Uh, you get paid in relationships, so you will get to talk to people who would never, ever give you the time of day, but because you have a microphone, they might. And then, of course, there's free stuff on occasion. So those are those are the ways you make your, you know, your podcast. You could get a promotion at work, too. You could get a promotion at work. There you go. Excellent. Am I missing I mean, anything not, else? Not just me, but I've heard of others. Yeah. There's been others who have started doing I mean, look at Nick Superling and what yeah. he's doing with that, with the Cincinnati Soccer Talk. And I mean, that, that's not his job, but it should be. I mean, he is, those guys, they should hire him. That, that soccer team should hire him to be their PR guy. And, uh, you know, and so it's a great opportunity. He is way better at that now with, with, with soccer than he was with football. And the football stuff was good, right? Mm -hmm. When he was doing the, the Bengals, but, um, you know, Hey, that's a great, there's a great opportunity there. And he's, he is killing it with that, with, uh, with the soccer stuff. Yeah. And uh, speaking of monetizing, it is the first of the month, which means it's time to read our giant list of uh, patrons. So thanks to everybody who's been supporting the show, especially Glenn Hebert from horse radio network.com. Who's actually listening live today. Um, Josh rivers from uh, development by Jr. Find that at dev. So D E V by com. Uh, as well as Joshua Liston from the Podcaster Survival Guide. Find him at tpsguide.org, as well as Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers Podcast. Find that at seahawkerspodcast.com. I already mentioned Kale Nelson, Ham Radio 360. Uh, Connie Whitesell from the Small Business 101 Podcast. Find that at smallbiz101podcast.com. Craig, we love Craig, uh, from inglayspodcast.com. Darren Dake from the Coroner Talk Another great T-shirt that I was wearing this week, cornertalk.com. Emily, who actually sent in uh, feedback for the Bernie the Cat show, uh, which is hilarious. You can find her at the story behind. It's the story behind podcast.com. Gary and Margaret from the Kiwi Mana Buzz Beekeeping. There's a niche show. Uh, find that at kiwimana.co.nz. Or uh, let's see, uh, James H. Carter from Creepy Kingdom, as you might imagine, creepykingdom.com. Jeff from Podnuts, the Computer Repair Podcast. Find that at podnuts.com. Jeff Kiefling, who was also at the uh, Ray Edwards thing, uh, genialityshowcase.com. And this is one of the things, I'm going to put my thumb here so I don't forget. You know how Glenn always says, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. And so I'm sitting there, and we were in the lobby. They were supposed to be kind of impromptu meetup. 
And these people walked by with badges, and we had badges. I said, oh, are you guys looking for the Ray Edwards meetup? And they're like, no, we're from a a genealogy kind of meetup thing. And I go, oh, you need to go talk to Jeff. Uh, When we did this uh, meetup at a bar, and I met some people who were into Toastmasters. And I'm like, oh, you need to go talk to Kim. So it it is definitely who knows you. Uh, Meanwhile, back of the list, Jeremy from uh, Transmissions Podcast, uh, yes, TransmissionsPodcast.com, uh, some guy named Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv, Joe, Ta- yeah, Joe, Joe Taylor from OnFaithsEdge.com, uh, Kim Slusher from the Distracted Life Podcast, DistractedLifePodcast.com, Mark W. King from Distilling Venture Capital, find him at MarkWKing.com, Mike Moody from MrRobotPodcast.com, the aforementioned Nick Suberling, Subes, uh, from CincinnatiSoccerTalk.com, uh, Rob. And for the record, I apparently missed uh, Nick twice. Or I, I missed him last month. So shame on me, Nick Suberling, Nick Suberling, Nick Suberling, Cincinnati Soccer Talk, CincinnatiSoccerTalk.com. Um, so I missed that. Rob Griffiths from Storytime. Find him at Bedtime FM slash Storytime. Uh, he also does the uh, Peace Out show. You can find both those over at Bedtime.fm. Uh, Ryan from Cauldron's Crypt. Find that at Cauldron'sCrypt.com. And then the following people, I need your website address. You are members of Patreon. There's a, there's a link in there where you can click on a, 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 a form and fill this out. Alan Meisner, Barry Kessler, I believe is BarryKessler.com. Frank Brill, Dale Henninger, uh, Creepy Kingdom is, I'm assuming, CreepyKingdom.com. Clarify Your Purpose, Corey at IVNV.com. I know that one. Uh, Gary Godfrey, uh, Sean at SleptInClass.com. He does the Slept in Government class. Uh, Barb, I think Barb is usually here. Yes, Barb. Let me know what your website is. And uh, again, I mentioned, I think I mentioned this guy before, Jay Cleveland Payne. I know the name. I should know his podcast, but I can't remember it. So uh, Jay Cleveland, if you could click on the link in the patron group, uh, Alan Palmer, um, David Wilson, the North Omaha history podcast. And last but not least, of course, Cody. Saison. So thank you all for uh, supporting the show. It's the North to- Omaha podcast. Uh, that's Steve Sleeper. He's in the chat room too. Oh, there so you Steve, go. Uh, get get over, get that stuff over to yeah. Dave for what he needs. Yeah, you know what, Dave? It's, I'm listening to those names. Mm. That's pretty impressive. Like, it was. Well, thank you. I, I well, the fun part this morning was I had to take the list of people who had filled out the form and then the people who hadn't and kind of combine them. So if I missed you, yeah. uh, my apologies. But it is. It's. I was like, wow, that's that's a fair number that's of awesome. people. That is a that's a pretty interesting. I mean, just if you went down that list and looked at their podcasts. That's a pretty interesting and pretty uh, spectacular list of podcasts that I, as you're, as you're going through that, um, there's some really good podcasts there. So it's kind of like, if you're having trouble finding things to listen to, just go to Dave's Patreon list yeah. and listen to one of those. There's some good stuff on there. there you go. Here's a fun question that I thought we should, uh, that, that gets thrown out a lot. And if you're new to podcasting, you may not know this. This is from uh, Brandy. How does anyone know if it's possible to check your iTunes subscribers? And the answer is, unless you are a, a big shot smarty pants, and I forget the name of the the thing you get when you're a network kind of, you get like a network, you, you can say you're a network and they give you the big shot smarty pants control panel of iTunes. I think you can see your subscribers there, but for the most part, the average Joe, oh, here comes, oh, hold on, we have an interruption. He would, like, he would like to say hi. Bernie the cat. You done, buddy? That's a good-looking cat, Dave. I'm not going to lie. That is a good-looking cat. He really likes to sleep on my desk now, and it's it's cute but annoying when you're doing a podcast. Um, And there's no way to see how many subscribers you have. So what you can do, number one, most advertisers, if that's what you're looking for, the big number that people are looking for, how many downloads you have after 30 days. Uh, Now, if you're using Libsyn, you can go in and see how many people are using your RSS feed and kind of, again, not completely, but kind of see, uh, count those as subscribers. Although there are websites like, uh, I think it's player.fm to basically scrapes your, your RSS feed and makes a post out of it. So that's not really a subscriber. But you can also then go in and see in Libsyn, of the people using your RSS feed, how many people are using something Apple related? And even that's confusing because one says iTunes, one says Apple Core Media, one says Apple stored past tense. So it's not even that clear. Uh, so there is no way, unfortunately, to see how many subscribers you have. I go by downloads. It'd be nice yeah. if we could get that info, but I think downloads is a better number. 
Yeah. Um, and e- even it is wrong in the sense that you're going to have folks that are just downloading them automatically and not listening to them. So it's those, I, Dave, it still always comes back to those engagement numbers. We talked about this 20 minutes ago. It comes back to the the ways your your listeners are engaging with you. So define that in a way. Um, don't don't make it downloads. That's so messy. It's just a it's just a super messy system. And I, I post them all over the world. I mean, I, I I post them on about seven or eight different platforms. If I were to try to bring all those numbers together into one, I just go mad. So don't do it. Just like get a feel. I always for me, you know, I use my blueberry stats because I think those are the best. That's what I like. Those Mm -hmm. are the best, most solid, most accurate. They're pretty blueberry stats. They're great. I mean, it's great websites, easy to use. They made it easier now. They consolidated it down to a number because they used to have two numbers. It was kind of like unique. And then it was kind of like, you know, and I was like, just give me one number. Yeah. What matters to me is not the number. It's the number compared to the rest of the numbers. Am I moving up? Am I moving down? Or am I staying the same? That to me is way more important of a metric than the actual number itself, because I don't, I don't have a lot of control over that full number. I mean, I do and I don't. But if it's moving forward, if I'm getting more downloads each each week, and I compare that on a four week average, that's a way better metric to me than the actual number itself. You know, what does 659 mean? I don't know, Dave. Yeah. But it it means something in comparison to with 850 the next week. So if you're gonna obsess. And I, I don't, I don't discourage obsessing. Again, I think it drives better quality sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I don't discourage it. But if you're going to obsess, don't obsess about the total number. It's not, again, not a bad thing to keep in the back of your mind as you're thinking about competition. But compare that to your the numbers around it. Are you making progress or are you moving backwards? I think that's way more helpful. Yeah, uh, I mentioned uh, Emily had sent in some feedback for Bernie. I should also mention that that inspired uh, Gary from the Kiwi Mana Show. He had his dog send some feedback. Oh, nice. So Bernie's getting more feedback than I am now. Was the dog barking? I believe or... so, yeah. Really? I have to go back and listen to the clip, but it was pretty funny. I need fun. to record some of my cat because my cat <laughs> makes some funny noises. And, you know, maybe we could get a, a my, my cat's name is Pippin. Maybe we get a Bernie Pippin show. That's <laughs> it. The co host. Ask the cat. Ask the cat show every Talk Saturday. Talk about cat toys. Yeah. Scratching cat. posts. <laughs> <laughs> you never know there you go the best litter you know the best oh, catnip know. you know yeah. this week will be sampling okay <laughs> um we did mention so I, I i thought i would throw this in um since we're kind of talking about patreon a little earlier um christian asked does anyone have any experience using patreon um sounds intriguing and so i went over and looked because this month i launched my no, I did not launch a Bernie Patreon. That's later, buddy. You got to grow your audience first. And um, I, you I you talking about his podcast. He's like, hey, podcast that's it. Hey, me. man. Yeah, he's going to get vocal here in a second. Or he's just going to. This is the fun thing. He likes to we jump. talking about him. He likes to jump up and land on the keyboard, which is not always good if you're in the middle of a Libsyn ticket. Mm-hmm. You're like, buddy, you're killing me here. Uh, but I launched one. Yeah. All right. I should have shut the door. <laughs> When cats interrupt. That's right. Say hi. Right. He, but he probably won't do it when you, no. When you put him. No, no, most of the time, if I were to start my phone right now and put it in his face, he'd shut up. Right. I'm like, come on, man. I need content for the show. Uh, but I launched one for the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. And it was simply saying, look, if you if, if you got more than a dollar's value from this episode, please consider going to LogicalLosers.com and signing up. And I got six people. Uh, I'm making $14 a month, and I did the the math on this because I always say 3% is actually really pretty good. 5% is like, wow, anything above that. Uh, Want to guess what percentage I got? Um, two. You're very, very close. Hmm. 0.2. Oh, yikes. I was like, wow. Because I get, I mean, that show gets anywhere from two to 4,000 downloads yeah. an episode. It varies. Um, like I just did one called... Is eat light eat is eat less exercise more wrong? Because there was a study that kind of said mm, there, there's some some holes in that, and I actually was because well, I don't want to get into that. It'll turn us into a weight loss podcast, but that got a huge spike because it had a great title. Everybody's mm-hmm. like, "What? I want to listen to that!" And uh, so that was like almost I think it was 4,500 downloads. Where like two episodes after that, I had like 2,300 downloads. So I'll right. take that. I'm not complaining, uh, but it is that show especially is a great example of how great headlines affect my 
my downloads. Yeah, which is why a four eight week average is important. You know, because yeah. it, it, it smooths out the bumps. Yep. And uh, and so just I get that question in Gallup all the time. Hey, how are we doing? And, I, you know, I'm always a little hesitant to just show them straight numbers. So that eight week average kind of, uh, you know, uh, smooths it out and then it's in comparison to it. But, yeah, you can have those weeks, too. <clears throat> Speaking yeah. of coughing, you can have those weeks, too, where you you, you hit a spike. You got to kind of throw that out. The, the, the other question we see in Facebook all the time is, too, is like, Hey, I got this 400 download spike from Lithuania. You know, what does that mean? It means something went wrong. Ignore it. (laughs) Like you shouldn't care that you got a 400 unless you live in Lithuania or it's a Lithuanian podcast. Right. Let those things go. You know, they're just, they're not that important to chase down. It was a mistake. Something weird happened. A bot hit it. If it's coming from Russia or the Ukraine right now, it's probably a bot. So, you know, you just don't, yeah, just don't worry about those things. Move on. Well, and I always say, I get this every week. It's either one or the other. I got, we got 400 more downloads than we normally do. What's wrong? Or we've lost 15% of my audience. What's wrong? And it's always like, it's the internet. You know, sometimes somebody might mention you, you get a little bump, especially if you, if you have a back catalog, it's really easy to, um, you know, go through. Steven says they got a 400 download spike for my mom's IP address. What does that mean? <laughs> Oh, that. speaking that's of good. that, that's a good one. Steven and SP, man. Yeah. <laughs> Halfway yeah. through that, I'm like, is this for real? Uh, did did you do? Because I knew you guys had scheduling font conflicts. SP, I, I what happened with you and and Steven? And then I listened like another five minutes, and I'm like, yeah, we were just kidding. And I was like, okay, thank you. Completely good. Completely that's fished good. in on that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, another. Qu- but, but, hey, Dave, I want to. Yeah. Real quick, before we move off, that, sure. I do want to be sensitive to that topic in the sense that, you know, people are always looking for that that silver bullet or that magic thing. And they, they're they trying new things and then they get that spike and they want to tie the spike to the new thing. Right. And that's actually a good method. I think you've, right. you've got to be sensitive to that. If you did something right, the hard part is finding out what you did right. Unless you're incredibly consistent in your podcast and you're only changing things using the scientific method chances are you're going to have a hard time tracking that down. So I, I don't want to be cold or calloused. People are really trying to figure out the right way to do things for their audience. And that's great. Keep doing that. You want to keep doing that. But it's hard. It's hard to find. Sometimes it's hard to find those things. So if you're looking at those numbers, keep looking at them. Uh, yeah. Keep getting better. Well, the other thing that that is a good news, bad news thing, I think the way most people find podcasts is somebody will tell them, you should go listen to this podcast. And they're like, oh, wow, okay. You know, that's how I heard about S-Town. That's how I heard about Serial. That's how I heard about Marketing School. You know, most of somebody going, oh, yeah, I just, I listened to this show. And I'll go check it out. The problem is there's no way to track where that traffic came from. All of a sudden it was, it wasn't there. And now it is. And I can see that they're using some sort of Android app. So speaking about iTunes subscribers, that's another reason why you want to track downloads there are these things called Android phones that people use to listen to podcasts. And uh, there was a new study out about smart speakers and they showed that people that have a smart speaker listen to uh, an hour and a half of podcasts a week. So there's not many of them. Only 7% of the people they, they interviewed had a smart speaker, meaning a, an, a Amazon, Google, or soon to be Apple device. Uh, so it's a small percentage, but the people that do listen to more audio. And so, um, I lost completely lost my my own train of thought there. That was well, kind of fun. Those those listeners though, uh, while you're getting your your train of thought back on the track, those listeners that are listening in those smart speakers aren't necessarily as actively engaged as those that are listening to it in their car or, you know, tra- or traveling. Because think about it, you got this big spe- speaker in your house. Most of the time, they're putting it on for background noise. Yeah. You know, and and God, if we tried to get to that stat, like, what's the number of active <laughs> listeners? Yeah. You know, that's even more scary. So, you know, you got, I, if you want to use an engagement number, I think you need to put something in the podcast that makes them do something. Dave, I, I like the little trick you've been doing, which is cool, which is every month you have a listener participa- mm-hmm. participation item. You know, you're, you're asking people, I think the last time you asked people, uh, how, how many episodes before you bail? Yeah. Right? And I think that's a great way to get you, you. It seems like, do you feel like you get pretty good? response from that um from yeah. the listeners and you've done it two or three times is the number of responses going up staying the same or very sporadic 
It's going up slightly, I believe. I'd have to go back and check. But what's interesting is the just the fact that like this week was how many you know how many strikes do you give somebody, et cetera, et cetera, and it kind of turned into a pet peeve. That's not really what I asked, but that was what was funny is I was thinking somebody was going to say I'll give them four listens or three, li-, and everybody said it depends. It depends. It depends. So that was kind of interesting that I got a consistent answer in the fact that the consistent answer was it's not a one word answer. So that was kind of interesting. Then they explained, here's what will make me unsubscribe. You know, if your content's awful, if your audio's awful, you know, things like that. So that was kind of interesting, but uh, I've been enjoying the fun part is just coming up with a question. That's the part that I was like, Hmm. And I, it's, Do you have a new one. Yeah. Do we have a new one coming up? Have you done that? I, I have I a new life's been a little crazy for you. So I yeah. That. Uh, that's the thing. I was as soon as you said that, I said he's going to ask me what the question is, and I don't remember what it is. It's something I, I remember. It's only for podcasters. Oh, what well, is what has changed? If you've been podcasting, what has changed since you started? Because I think we all start off going this direction, and then we get some feedback from the audience and go, "Oh, maybe we ought to," you know. And and like, how did you make that decision, and why? I think that's this month's question. Okay. I'm, something of that nature. So. Because I remember saying the only people that can answer are people that have a podcast. So I always try to have something that is somewhat listener and podcaster related. But uh, that was the one that uh, I was like, hmm, this one's going to be only podcast related. So we'll we'll see. It's a super good technique, I think, that you're using to get your get your audience involved. And it gives them a chance to hear themselves or to have input into the show or, you know, and, and it's a great your listeners on school podcasting are all podcasters. And so they have the right gear and equipment and will do it. Um, my, my tech show, if I do that, I, it's crickets. They're just not my guys are like, hey, look, we're consumers. Just keep talking. To <laughs> not really interested in talking back. <laughs> so, you know, I've tried some of those things where I'm like, hey, I want to take your voicemail. It's crickets. I mean, it is just I really only have a few people that ever really want to write back in. That took me a long time to figure out. I thought, how can I have thousands of listens and not get any audience engagement? And I hear this too in the Facebook group, and we've heard it before. It's like, hey, I'm getting hundreds or thousands of downloads and I'm getting no audience engagement. Hey, not all of them want to actually do that. You know, that your audience may be like, nah, not gonna, I, I wanna consume. I don't want to give back. And that's your audience. If that's the way it's going to be. So realizing that for me, so I'll give you the answer to your question. What has changed for me? Realizing that for me, I do less where I try to get them to physically do something like, um, you know, like call in or like email me. Although the the one change was that it was in the stickers. This isn't mine, but a, a buddy of mine created a little sticker for his podcast. And we did stickers and I, and I got great. I, I, I probably got, you know, still, still single digit percentage of engagement, but I got more engagement than ever got on anything else. And so it's like, oh, apparently stickers work, but nothing else seemed to work. So I just, I've stopped trying to do those kinds of things, but I'm glad to see you doing it and it being successful. Well, it's, it's interesting for the record. My, my, the, my train of thought that I lost was that word of mouth is not trackable. So we'll wrap that one up. Um, yeah, yeah. The other thing that's interesting, sometimes I have a question that I really want. It's it's weird because it, it, this is where you have to kind of go with that uh, mentality of abundance. Because a great question that I should ask my audience, and I probably will next month, what's your biggest pain in podcasting? Because they say if you're if you're trying to understand your customer and build a better product, if you can solve their pain then you have something that people will pay for. And the pro- and here's why I don't want to ask that question is if, if that information gets out there, then other people can get that information and make a course for $14,000, three payments of nine ninety seven, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hmm, do I really, do I really want to load? Do I really want to give people that loaded gun to go here? listen, Everybody hates show notes. Everybody hates, and I'm like, uh, do I really want to put that information out there? But on the other hand, I want to know it because that's so that that's something that I was like, hmm, do I want to ask that question or not? So that's um, that's an interesting um, thing that I have to think about. That's some. It's funny. Uh, Daniel, I think, just talked about this on his show: how to keep your yourself engaged. Um, I love Evernote because I will either in the shower, for whatever reason, I get a lot of great ideas in the shower. Now, Evernote doesn't work so well in the shower because my phone's in a case, so I don't know if it's waterproof. Uh, but a lot of times walking around the neighborhood, I'll be like, ooh, that would be a good question of the month. 
And so if you don't have something to capture that down, either a voice memo or something like that, um, have something. Because I don't know about you, but brilliance comes to me when I'm nowhere near a computer. Yeah, and I'm I'm in a situation I don't necessarily come up with the topics. I come up with the guests, and so then the guests bring their own topics, and uh, and so it's it's been one of those things. And every once in a while, you know, this week, this last week, we had a opening. I didn't have a guest, so it was just Mike and I, and we just talked about what we. I just bought a new backpack, you know, a new tech backpack, and Mike had just bought a new server, and so in an hour we covered those two things plus some more, and so that kind of dictated it. But for me, finding those guests is key you know, finding the really good guests. And I go in spurts, you know, I'll, I'll book seven or eight or nine at a time. And then I won't do anything for five or six weeks start doing the math. Then you got to start doing it again. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and that's, that's the, for me, that's the hard part. If it was just topics, I think if I was topic driven, I think that'd be, well, I say that's easy. And then I've never had to do it for 52 weeks times three or four years. Right. That right. gets, that gets a little bit harder. That's, I imagine that's it. For you, Dave, for school podcasting, you do a little, I think, a combination of both. Mm -hmm. You have a topic and you get a guest. And so maybe you got the double work of, uh, although your guest brings the topic sometimes too. So that's not too bad. But it is it is a little bit of work. Yeah. Did you know this? Daniel had Daniel from the audacity to podcast.com says you could tell Siri to dictate an email to Evernote. Yeah, no, there's, there are great vocal or voice um, options now on both iPhone and Android and Windows. So if you're on Windows 10, you can tell, I have to be, I have to be careful not to say it too loud, but you can tell Cortana, take a note, and Cortana will take a note for you as well and then save it to your Windows, to a Windows task list. And I know, I know there's messaging now with the Amazon product. I don't know if it would let me send a message to myself. And again, um, I usually don't. Yeah, I bet there's a way to do it. I bet there's a skill or something that yeah. would allow you to say, take a note or add this. Well, you can create. Yeah, but I actually, a yeah, I could. I could add it to the do send to -do it to list. the to do list. Yeah, there that, we that go. That would be easy. And that'd come right to your phone. You could have a shopping list and a to do list, and that comes right to your phone. That would work. Um, so it's good, good way to do it. Um, Capture that know. stuff. That's that's the. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last question as we uh, we'll start wrapping up here in a second. Uh, when you just don't have time to produce a full episode, do you think it's better to skip it or put out a placeholder episode? Placeholder, for example, hey, guys, I don't have a lot of time this week to put out a full processed episode, but I hope you're subscribed because we have a lot of great stuff coming up in the next few weeks. This is from Brian. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, that's that seems, you know, the, the, the whole apology thing. Like, Stop apologizing. Yeah. Just skip the week. No one's going to go. Hmm. You, you might have a few dedicated listeners that are like, hey, where's the, you know, where's school of podcasting, Dave? It's Monday. It's nine o'clock. I'm calling Dave Jackson. It's not released yet. Where are you? Nobody does that for the most part. You, you're going to have one or two maybe. Yes. Just skip it. I Let it go. Uh, or shorten it. I mean, but provide some content. I get, I would get madder that I listen to three minutes of apology than I would just mm -hmm. it not being. Listen, I have plenty of podcasts to listen to, Dave. So if you're going to skip school of podcasting on a Monday, I'm, I might go, oh, and then I'm moving on to the next podcast. So I just don't don't think that the listeners are just so set on listening that if you skip a week, they're gone. They're gone. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that might be a, uh, you might have too high of an impression of your podcast at that point. That's right. In the immortal words of Ryan K. Parker from foodcraftsman.com. No one will punch you in the face. Of course. So I uh, had to. <laughs> to get that in there i did i did go through that though i actually i actually podcasted from a hotel room on a on a sunday night so but i would you, miss my monday schedule you brought material i did bring that. material yeah i yeah I, I would not do if you're starting off even if it's not a late show anytime i hear i don't know what i'm going to talk about today or i'm sorry i eject like so quickly because i know here comes 45 minutes of my life that i can't get back so yeah i would i would rather get a late episode with great content than an on-time episode with an apology. Yeah. Because the apology brings no value. It's not like we thought you were dead. I'm with you. <laughs> it's not yeah, like... No, listen, if you have listeners that are tied that close to your podcast, <laughs> you, you just might want to start putting cameras outside your house. I mean, it, <laughs> it's just, it, it's, it's uh, that's a little too close for me, you know? Yeah. And, I don't miss a week very often, and lately I've been, wow, I can't believe how consistent I've been 
lately. It's been it's been every week. But if I just miss a week, we just let it go. I'll put a note out on Facebook and say, hey, guys, no episode this week, just to let you know. I have never had somebody email me and say, hey, well, I missed in your episode. Everything okay? What's it, man? So, yeah, just don't worry about it. Yeah, so uh, anything fun coming up on uh, TheAverageGuy.tv? Yeah, uh, two weeks. In two weeks is our big grilling show. So if you're into grilling and tech, oh. this, is a, this has been by far our most popular show. So Mike Howard, who's a good friend of the show here, will be on with Mark Robson. They'll come back and talk some grilling tech. So I think that's in two weeks, but it's coming up, uh, TheAverageGuy.tv. That is a great, uh, there we go. That's, I'm, I'm tuning in for that one. It's a good one. And you want to be there live because it's just, it's just a lot of great stuff. So Nice. And uh, for all of our uh, U.S. listeners, happy 4th of July. Uh, that is coming up. Uh, what day do we have? Like, what day is the 4th? Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. So do we get Monday off? Do we? No, I guess we get Tuesday off. That's it. Yeah, just Tuesday. You know, a lot of businesses are giving people Monday off or they're people just, you know, like a gallop. People just take it off. It, it's yeah. a five-day weekend if you took Friday. Yeah. So, you know. So the 3rd will be monday well, that'll be interesting because usually mondays are busy on at libsyn yeah, i'm gonna work nobody's gonna be there and i'm behind that's so it it's a great day to get out. caught up on stuff so awesome yeah i already mentioned on the school of podcasting i'll have uh the guy from sleep with me and uh, I'm, I'm kind of going after people who have hyper niche podcasts that's one of the things i'm looking for that aren't the the typical kind of guys and uh, get their story so Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We're here every Saturday. AskThePodcastCoach.com, and I totally just blew my time. There it is. <laughs>